Welcome to another episode of Two A to B or not Two A to B. Not Two A to B. Gandhi quiz. Specifically. Gandhi quiz. So I'm just gonna read some questions. See if we get them right. Doesn't matter if we don't. <laughs> As you know, that happens quite a lot. You just need to keep on swimming. Stay in your own lane, keep on swimming. Keep on swimming. Oh, I like that. I didn't know that stay in your lane bit. Mm. That's really Love that. Good. Thank you. You're so welcome. Nice. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> A 45 year old female with a complex ovarian mass and raised CA125 underwent staging CT examination. Oh. We haven't talked about staging. No, I've written it in my book that we need to go over Figo staging. Oh, no. Both in the mutual and a variant, but we haven't. Oh, right. So, should we save that for another night? Should we just read the answer? Okay. Read the question and read the answer, because so, it will be useful at some point. With a complex ovarian mass and raised CA125, had CT, showed stage three. What are the findings consistent with her having stage three? Okay, and what are the options? Okay. Both ovaries involved with malignant ascites. I wonder if ascites means it for, but I'm not sure. Actually. Extension to the fallopian tubes without malignant ascites. Maybe. Malignant ascites with implants on the uterus. Peritoneal mets, liver mets. That feels like it would be more than stage three. Yeah. So why and don't we do both your... ovaries? Or does it if you have the other ovary, does that upstage it? I'd imagine so. Yeah. It's a distant so metastasis. Yeah. B or C. Yeah. Plump for one and read the answer. I think extension to fallopian tubes without ascites. What did you think? I didn't have a clue. Tell me the answer. Peritoneal <laughs> maths. <laughs> read the answer. Does it have any explanation? ones were okay that we did yeah so the one that was both ovaries with malignant ascites one c okay so i threw it god we need to learn yeah. ovarian staging then yeah. read the answers it'll Extension be useful for us. To the fallopian tubes without malignant ascites 2a yeah so that's more than to the other ovary which we can realize um Malignant ascites with implants on the uterus, 2C. Yeah. And then uh, liver mets, 4. Yeah. So peritoneal mets, 3. Yeah. Liver mets, 4. Yeah. I've got the radiopedia yeah. thing about tumour uh, ovarian staging. Shall I read it Fargo, quickly? Yeah. Yeah, yeah FIGO. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Stage 1, tumour limited to ovaries. 1A. It's just in the ovary. Yeah. <laughs> one B can involve both ovaries. Okay. Which is interesting. And one C. one C, both ovaries with any of the following. Surgical or intraoperative spill. Capsule ruptured before surgery or tumour on ovarian or fallopian tube surface. And one C, there can be malignant cells in ascites. Yeah. Stage two, you get tumour involve one or both ovaries with pelvic extension or primary peritoneal cancer below the pelvic brim? Anything in the pelvis, I think. Yeah. Stage three, 
Tumour involves one or both ovaries or fallopian tubes with cytologically or histologically confirmed spread to the peritoneum mm -hmm. outside the pelvis yeah. and or met to the retroperitoneal lymph nodes. Okay. Yeah. And remember, retroperitoneal, they'll be higher because of the ovarian lymphatic will be similar to the ovarian blood supply. So they'll be like retroaortic, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing that. Um, there are lots of stages within three, okay. but I'm not going to no. dwell on those. And then stage four, distant mets, excluding uh, excluding peritoneal mets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, well done. Well done. Hi, I meant to tell you, I forgot. Okay. A 30-year-old female patient with pelvic pain and irregular periods underwent an ultrasound examination. I wasn't listening. I didn't think you were. <laughs> a 30-year-old female patient with pelvic pain yes. and irregular periods yes. underwent an ultrasound examination. Okay. In the left ovary, there was, ovary, there was a four centimetre diffuse homogenous hypoechoic focal lesion yeah. with low-level internal echoes. Okay. <laughs> what is the most likely diagnosis? Right. I think it's a hemorrhagic cyst. No. What? Endometrioma. Yeah. <laughs> Naughty. Lace, fish like laces. Yes. Lacing. But lucky for you, the Miranda's this wasn't an option. So, you oh, so naughty. I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you should have read us the options. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Well, we knew the answer, but for when we come back to listen to it. Okay. Because we might not immediately know the answer. Oh, sorry. You see? Well, it's too late now. Yeah, it's too late now. Um, I'll read you the spiel. Though. Please do. Although ultrasound appearances can be variable, approximately 95% of endometriomas demonstrate the above findings. They may be unilocular or multilocular with thick or thin septi. Rarely, they are anechoic, mimicking a functional ovarian cyst. Okay, I like that. And do we want to remind ourselves, you know how we were talking about hemorrhagic burst endometrioma, one had few of one thing and many of the other, and the other was the opposite. Mm -hmm. Endometrioma versus hemorrhagic. Yeah. Um, oh, am I getting confused? I'm getting confused. You're getting a bit confused, what I think. I You're thinking about like endometrioma and dermoid on, uh, no? No, I'm thinking, no. Corpus luteum and ectopics. No. You know the one that has few septations but many papillary projections? Oh yeah, that's your um, serous and mucinous carcinomas. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 That's naughty. Yeah. You shouldn't think those thoughts. Getting You're getting mixed up. It's late. That's okay. A 30-year-old female with menorrhagia underwent ultrasound examination of the pelvis, yep. which demonstrated an adnexal lesion. Very exciting. She went on to have an MRI, yep. which on T1-weighted images yep. demonstrated a low signal mass oh -ho. related to the right ovary. Right. What is the most likely diagnosis? Oh, heavens. T1 low. Let's think what we've spoken about yeah. today. Yeah. Well, the only one I've got is the fibroma. You know, you're like. Oh yeah. Well, that's in here. Is it? That's very interesting. Tell us. Tell. Read the options. Endometriosis. Blood is bright on T1. And also, I think the um, the stripe is bright on T1. You know that you measure. Your stripe. Um, endometrium. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Ovarian fibroma. Mm. Dermoid. No. no we know that's right. That's 
bright. Hemorrhagic mass. No, we know that's bright. Yeah, that would be bright. I think it's a fibroma. And E, mucinocystic neoplasm. Uh, now, that's I'm pretty sure that that's protonaceous. So it'd be bright on T1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've said look. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's see. Fibroma. Let's see. Yes! yes! Oh, I'm so pleased! Endometriosis is typically high signal and routine and fat saturated T1 sequences due to met hemoglobin. Yes. Similarly, a hemorrhagic mass would be expected to be bright on T1. Dermoids often contain fat, which is high signal on T1, yes. and mucinous lesions can be high signal, but not as high as that of fat or blood. Yes! That was, oh, that was real satisfactory knowledge we've had. Okay. Just this left. So I'm enjoying myself. A 35-year-old patient with a history of endometriosis presents with a number of clinical symptoms. Which of the following symptoms cannot be explained by the diagnosis of endometriosis? Okay. Ooh. I, I remember reading this. Okay, this is exciting. Read the, read me the options. I won't get involved. <laughs> Lump at signs of previous surgical scar. Yeah. Shortness of breath and pleuritic pain at onset of menses. Oh, yeah. Hematuria. Yeah. Pelvic pain and feeling of fullness. Yeah. Aching muscles. Aching muscles. Sorry, I lost my page. I'm an idiot. You got too excited. <laughs> It says at the bottom which page the answers are on me. It did it, in the one question book I've looked at. It does. I was like, no, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Okay. 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 Particularly after gynecological surgery is recognised. Catamenial pneumothorax, mm -hmm. is that how it's pronounced? I think so, yeah. I know what you mean. Occurring at the onset of menses, as well as hemothorax and lung nodules can occur in the chest. In the bladder, endometrial deposits can cause hematuria, and often biopsy is required for definitive diagnosis. Malignant transformation is rare, and 75% of of malignancies arise from endometriosis of the ovary. It's a good little fact. We didn't know that. That if you're going to get an endometrioid cancer, mm -hmm. it's going to most likely come from a the lump ovary. in the ovary. Very good. Next question, please. Don't lose your page again, Dor. <laughs> a 50-year-old female with a history of bronchial malignancy underwent a PET CT examination. How old was she, sorry? 50. <laughs> and was noted to have increased activity in the pelvis. Yeah. Increased uptake in which organ or area would indicate sinister? Uh -huh. Okay. Uterine fibroids, ovaries, cervix, blood vessels, bladder diverticulum. Oh, God. So... Let me tell you the things I know. 50, she could be like pre-menopausal mm. still. So I think ovarian is fine. Okay. I think endometrium activity would be expected. Was that one of the options? No. <laughs> Uterine fibroids? Uterine fibroids, I wouldn't be 
alarmed. Me neither. If they were right. warm on pet, yeah. yeah. Um, tell me the other ones. Over, you said cervix. Cervix. I'm not convinced that's normal. Next okay. one. Blood vessels. Why would they? Regardless, I mean, yeah. I've never heard of blood vessels being warm. Anyway. No. It well, you can get like an aortitis, and they can be warm. Yeah. Bladder diverticulum. Bladder diverticulum. I feel like can you? That would might be a bit. I don't know. Let's plump for cervix because that feels like that's sinister. Is it cervix? Yeah. Read the spiel. Normal FDG activity is seen in brain myocardium. Is that no brain? Mr. Fucking comma. Brain. I can't think of you. What is brain myocardium? Brain comma myocardium. Mm -hmm. Liver. Yeah. Spleen. Yeah. Bone marrow. Yeah. GI tract. Okay. I mean, why do we bother? <laughs> and skeletal muscle. Okay. In the pelvis, pitfalls of sites of increased uptake include cyclical uptake in the endometrium and ovaries, mm -hmm. renal collecting system, ureters and bladders, mm -hmm. and the blood pool. Okay. Fine. Well, we were kind of talking about that earlier, weren't we? That we were like, what isn't warm on pet? What is warm on pet? So that's quite yeah. useful. Yeah. Okay. Really nice. Well done. A 40-year-old premenopausal woman is noted to have a unilocular adnexal cyst measuring four centimetres on transvaginal ultrasound examination. What is the most appropriate management? Four centimetres. It's a little larger than usual. Um, I think before you ask anything, I'm going to suggest she has a repeat in six weeks. I agree. So what are the options? MRI after six weeks. Pelvic examine, uh, ultrasound after four weeks. Mm. CA125 blood test and referral to dining. Mm. Pelvis ultrasound after six weeks. Mm. CA125 and CT examination. Let's do the six weeks. You agree? Agreed. Yes. Yeah? Functional cyst is common and benign features of an ultrasound include unilocular thin wall cysts with no solid component. If the cyst is larger than three centimetres, follow up ultrasound at a, at a different time in the menstrual cycle is recommended. Resolution. Next question. A 50-year-old perimenopausal female patient presents with dysfunctional bleeding. She's referred to the gynecology of outpatient clinic and to radiology for an ultrasound examination. Assuming that her symptoms are due to a gynecological malignancy, what is the most likely site? Ooh. So this is about perimenopausal women most common bleeding gynae i would think i would think endometrial Same. rather than cervix i guess is your other option well i think endometrial is more common isn't it yeah and also the presentation the, uh, yeah just the age yeah um, what are the options please endometrial because i think cervix i visualize younger yeah that's what i anyway endometrial Ovarian, vulval, cervical, vaginal. Endometrial. Lovely. No spiel. No spiel, perfect. Next question. A 65-year-old patient with postmenopausal bleeding mm. comes to ultrasound for a pelvic ultrasound examination. What risk factor on the clinical de details makes the patient more at risk for developing endometrial carcinoma? Multiparity, early menopause, 
late menarche, hypertension, diabetes insipidus. Ooh. So this is going to be about, this is about estrogen exposure, isn't it? Well, that's my first thought. So let me just repeat down these options. Yes. Yeah. Early menopause. Exactly. So that's not right. Late menarche. So it's not, we can take those two out. What was the first one? Multiparity. Which I think is protective because you don't have as much normal estrogen. Like I think if you don't have a child, mm-hmm. you are more at risk because you've just got estrogen going around in every cycle. So let's take that one out as well. And then it's just hypertension or diabetes insipidus. Diabetes insipidus, why would that confer risk? I guess it's hypertension. Yeah, tell me, spiel. Nuliparity is a risk factor. Yeah. As is unopposed estrogen therapy mm-hmm. and obesity. Yeah. <laughs> so they haven't explained by hypertension. I'm assuming yeah. you're sort of guessing she's obese and has hypertension. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So then that you would, yeah. Then you Whereas would like type 2 diabetes, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. anyway. Next question. Next question. Almost there, doing what really time well. are we on? I don't know, actually. You've lost your page. You're very bad at that. Yeah, sorry. And I'm now like, acutely you. aware you're doing it. Oh, we've got loads of time. Um, next question. A 55-year-old postmenopausal patient is experiencing postmenopausal bleeding. She is not on HRT. Are you laughing at me? No. She undergoes pelvic ultrasound examination and was noted to have an endometrial thickness of eight millimeters what is the next appropriate step in management okay can i have some options please a discharge with no follow-up no that doesn't sound correct follow up ultrasound in six weeks referral to gynae for pipel biopsy or hysteroscopy Mm, might be that one except that keep going MRI examination for endometrial staging and referral to gynae. Mm. CT examination for endometrial staging and referral to gynae. So it's not CT, that's nonsense. I think. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's the second one. Is it the MRI you don't use for staging? Yeah. So I think... you stage it, you do want a CT. She's got a too thick endometrium, endometrium. Yeah. right? Yeah. But she hasn't got anything confirmed. Yeah. So they need to take a biopsy yeah. before they stage yeah. anything. So yeah. I think she needs that. But does Pipal hysteroscopy go into the endometrium? I thought that was just for cervical stuff. Yeah, I, isn't that like a you stick like a thing in and take a little chloop? Yeah, but I thought it was from the donor. Oh, no, I don't think so. Do you think they go into the cervical canal? I think so. Maybe. Well, we'll Maybe. see. Might be wrong. 35. You're correct. <laughs> Measurement of endometrial thickness postmenopause in a patient not on HRT, less than five millimeters, homogeneously epidemic. In a patient on HRT, less than eight. Okay. In premenopausal patients. Yeah. In the menstrual phase, one to four millimeters, proliferative phase, five to seven, pre-ovulatory phase, up to eleven, and secretory phase, up to sixteen. But People never know updates that reliably. No. So in my head, I'm like up to 16. But if they were cyclical still, if they were still having periods, you could recheck in six weeks. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. 
There are alternative diagnoses that increase endometrial thickness, such as endometrial polyps and endometrial hyperplasia, and therefore radiological staging is performed once there is a histological diagnosis. Boom! I'm very proud of that. Thank you. A 60-year-old female patient presented with postmenopausal bleeding and was found to have endometrial carcinoma. An MRI of her pelvis is performed for staging of the endometrial carcinoma. What signal would you expect normal myometrium, junctional zone, and endometrium to return on T2 weighted images? Oi, oi, oi. It says both. But what, I've already done this question. Okay. And what I did is I, I, like, I envisaged a T2 scan. Yeah. And I knew what endometrium was and then worked backwards. Yeah, I think that's very sensible. So like bright, dark, ISO. Medium, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Well, we've just said the answer, haven't we? Oh, sorry. Bright for... The endometrium. Yeah. And then junctional will be dark. Yeah. And then myometrium's kind of icy. Perfect. Yeah. I feel like that's not a challenging you question. you giving me examples. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, well done. On each two-way images, three distance layers can be seen. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, on T2 T1-weighted images, yeah, the uterus me. is medium to low signal intensity. The whole uterus? Fine. It's useless. Goodbye. Is that everything? I think so. Oh, I, I love this. In one paper. I love that. But it's nice Goodbye. to like, summarise. Yeah, things. I love that. And we've identified we need to go over here. Yeah. Kind regards. Two seconds. Oh, kind regards.